Hello, beautiful people out there. It is I, one of you, beautiful people. And my name is Jumpy. And I'm joined by everybody's favorite housewife, Rip. <laughs> That's right. It is I. Born anew. Today we're covering Cabinets of Curiosities, um, episode four, called The Outside. And we're just going to jump right into what we feel about it. Rip, I need you to pull out your phone right now. Yes, I pulled it out. All right. Go your timer. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm going to tell you the story in 60 seconds, and Rip is going to make sure I do that. Are you ready, Rip? Three, go. And then we're going to talk about it. Okay, so this lonely lady, played by half of Garfunkel and Oates, is working at this bank, and it's full of Stepford people, all the perfect people in the world. So these Stepford people are living their lives not really that mean. They're just living their clicky little lives, materialistic stuff. She wants to be a part of it, but she's kind of weird because she's into taxidermy and all this other weird stuff. She has a really lovely husband at home, played by Martin Starr cute guy sweet guy he's very supportive of her he's a cop and she gets invited to this christmas party she goes to the christmas party they all get gifts unbeknownst to her she's not really supposed to bring a gift but she brings a gift one of her taxidermy things they all get aloe glow this weird gooey substance and she gives them a duck which was weird and she gets the aloe glow she tries it on she gets an infection but she gets obsessed with this thing. So even though she's allergic to it, she just keeps slothering it on her face and it's disgusting. How much time do I have left? That's it. That's 60 seconds. We're at 66. I messed up. See, I ruined it. You got, you got two into it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. There's just so many details. I thought I could do it. Yeah, but like that was the crux of it. What's after that point? It just goes into a steady stream of her denial. She keeps getting caught into a... A trance talking to the the commercial of Alaglow on TV. She's clearly allergic, but the the commercial keeps telling her, "No, it's not that you're allergic. You just have a lot of ugly to to, to wipe <laughs> off to, for that transformation to a beautiful butterfly." As she goes through this, as she gets deeper into her psychosis, redder, her skin's peeling seconds. off. And at the end of it, she ends up killing her husband, who's been telling her not to do it because he loves her as she is. She He's dead. She, she kills him because he didn't support her. And at the end of it, she imagines um, the aloe glow as a person mold into her. She goes into a tub full of aloe glow. And then at the end of the episode, she actually is a beautiful swan. Mm-hmm. And we With see an ugly inside. And we see when she becomes this beautiful swan. And she starts hanging out with all her co-workers, the Stepford people. We see a look of distress on her face. Apparently, the grass was not greener on the other side. The end. That is the crux of this story. It took two minutes. <laughs> one for me, one for Rip. That's right. One minute for Jumby, one minute for Rip. Now that we got that out of the way, how would you feel about it? Well, overall, who else better than us two? 
Ripajobi to explain the trials and tribulations of how women go through the, their insecurities and sadness and depression and of just of their beautification right we're coming i don't know i'm pretty qualified i took women's studies well we we just did are you for the dark the tale of the mystical mirror which dealt with the same thing just in teen level instead Mm of grown adult level but i feel like I feel like you can still put yourself in someone else's shoes, even if you're not experiencing it. So oh, yeah. you could say something because it's <laughs> like, I don't know what your perspective is, but her killing her supportive husband was a bad thing. <laughs> I don't care what you are. Like, you're going to understand that that's bad. Yes. No, you don't get it because from my perspective, I don't care. You killed this really nice person. Yes. Yes, he was not being supportive. In her eyes. Yes, he was. Even though he just yes, he kept was. saying, I... he let her. He let her do it. Like she was adamant about it, and he's like, "Okay, fine, just don't scratch it." Like he tried as long as he could, but. But you no know, question kept bumping into my mind, is mm. that she lose she lose this life of a taxidermist like hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, is that really her, or is that because she's quote unquote not beautiful? And she didn't have glasses to take off. You know what I mean? Mm. She didn't have a ponytail (laughs) to just unwind. She was already there. (laughs) But it's like, is that really who she is? But then at the end of the episode, when she just acts like a Stepford wife and she looks at us, the audience, like she's in distress. For too long. For so long. That's very uncomfortable. Yeah, that was not her. And her husband was right that she, that is who she is. And she needs to... Well, not needs to, but you know what I mean. I think there's a parallel between what she was saying with taxidermy and like, you know, it's beautiful, but in the inside, it's nothing, you know, it's just wires and Mm -hmm. stuffing and stuff. I think that's what happened to her in the end. She became the exterior beauty she wanted to be, but there's nothing inside anymore. She's she's hollow. That was beautiful, Jumby. That was very beautiful. I think that's what they're going for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why have her be a taxidermist? But, you know, what do I know? (laughs) Just some man. Yeah. I can't think. With your disgusted <laughs> penis, ew. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess we should talk about Martin Starr's character, right? Because we could relate to him. I can relate to her too. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a. It's not a gender. Yeah, this thing doesn't thing, have right? a penis. I can't relate to that <laughs> at all. It's crazy. That's all I care about. Oh yeah, I mean there there are standards of beauty on on every. You're also category. assuming. Martin Starr has a penis. Oh, I don't know. Fuck. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? I mean, I did I watch Silicon Valley, and he had the biggest balls on that. On that series. <laughs> <laughs> um, that series could have been good. I mean, there's a lot to I feel say. Like everything TJ Miller touched kind of just <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> I mean, he was a Deadpool as well. He was. Yeah, it's weird that he's there. <laughs> I wonder what Deadpool three would say about him. Oh my gosh! But Jumbie, maybe nothing. You know, T.J. Miller was on Gravity Falls. As what? He was the the goth bully. This this chick's uh on again off again boyfriend. Well, as long as he's a bully. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I mean. 
was it? Yeah, like like beauty is not gender specific. It's not for whatever. Uh, but they they did make a good point of like a man can be ugly and fat, and people will still like him for other reasons. Um, but I, mean, I also I also don't I also think that is a female perspective thing where it's like amongst themselves, like amongst women themselves. Sometimes they hold each other to a high standard or they're really mean to each other based on those factors. Mm-hmm. More so than I think they would get from other men like around. I don't know. I mean, all they did was just talk shit to each other, you know? That's true. All they did was talk shit. But that's like a very specific group of women. It's not like every woman's like that. Right. And that, I mean, she is, they are essentially the in crowd. And she always came off of, with this, like, not, I want to say facade, but she wasn't really like, she she always distanced herself from them, even though she was literally next to them. And out of She's the blue, yeah. yeah, out of the blue, she got invited to their party, and that's when all the feelings came out. Like, this is what I've been wanting. And then the husband's like, "Dude, you've been working there for like a decade, and now is when they're inviting you to stuff. Something's off." And I, I mean, I'll... I kept waiting for the shoe to drop. The the other shoe to drop. Like, why did they invite her all of a sudden? And they weren't really being mean to her. They were kind of annoying people in general, but they were inclusive for the scenes that we've seen. They were as understanding as they can be given the events that happen. Like, I I guess, like, people think taxidermy is really weird in that town. It is kind of weird, but, like, not that weird. I mean, I guess, like, you could... um... I don't know. I feel like maybe in in the the little gossiping they were having between amongst them, maybe they dropped some hints. Maybe there was a another person in the group that they decided to kick out or let the, that person left for whatever reason. Maybe, but it would all be conjecture because we we didn't really get it. Right, and then at the same time, like then why would they invite her? Right. I, I kind of want to know. I don't know why they invited her. Maybe just to be nice. I don't know. I really thought it was a Mary Kay scheme. Like the I thought it was too. Yeah. Oh, you all get presents and kind of was. And it's like, and it's very expensive, and you, you know, you, you gotta mm. buy it through me. But we didn't get that. Like it was just like everybody was part of it. They didn't really acknowledge her presence there, but she was invited. So it's still weird. I mean, maybe she has some stock in it. That's why she's trying to get everyone hooked, and she succeeded. Maybe, maybe. There, but there the way something. these women were reacting to it too was very odd. Just like rubbing each other with these lotions, it was oh, getting yeah, it's a... slow motion. <laughs> very strange. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it was so goofy that it wasn't like I don't know. It wasn't erotic or anything. It was just like a very goofy scene. They're just like rubbing each other. It was a goofy episode too. Like the, the music yeah. score, the the camera angles they use. I hated I hate what was it? The like just the still shot of the the aloe glow cream coming out of the tube with nobody touching it's it. Disgusting. So Ash. like I wouldn't expect that to bother me if you told me about the scene, but watching it I was like, Ugh, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> It's just it was just dripping out of the tube, and she's just walking downstairs, and that that one shot, I was like, why am I so uncomfortable? The uncomfortable is a good word for this entire episode. Oh yeah. If we were going to 
sum up the episode in one word, which is something we're going to do from now on. No, maybe we will. I mean, it depends what we feel like, but uncomfortable fits this episode. Yeah. She just, like, we really thought they were just going to just destroy her verbally and just put her into, like, a, a depressed coma where she just mm-hmm. runs into her room. I thought she was going to axe murder everybody, like, in the office because yeah. they were mean to her yeah yeah like i thought something where they're just gonna hurt her feelings and she didn't deserve it but that's not what happened so i guess they played with us in that way it just they she was a pretty developed character like i felt i felt bad for her yeah. for a while and she keeps going bad and that really made me sad i don't know it just left you with an overall sad feeling at the end like the scenes where she's scared and she runs up mm-hmm. to bed and like she curls up with her husband for safety or yeah. she calls her husband because she's heard a noise like the, all that was very it made me sympathetic toward her mm-hmm. and then this turn at the end just really slapped me in the face i was just mm-hmm. so sad she killed her husband because he was so there for her yeah he was in the quote-unquote in the way of her transformation but like we have I think say. she was he was in the way of her transformation because yeah. she was transforming into a hollow, you know, Stepford wife lady. Mm-hmm. And he was the only thing grounding her, the only good part of her life. He had to snuff she had to snuff out the good part of her life mm-hmm. to become this shallow, hollow puppet person. Which is how he ended up at the end, right? Because she taxidermied his ass. Yeah. But they're like the same. They're yeah. both taxidermy now. They're just hollow. Yeah. Which sucks. That sucked too. I hated seeing him taxidermy. That was so sad. And like, I just like Martin Starr too. So that was a, it was a, that casting choice was good. I'm glad he's working, but it made me sad. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting choice for that. But yeah, the casting for this was really good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I already talked about Martin Starr, but um, you know, we should know her name. <laughs> I can't keep calling her half of Garfunkel and Oates. That's where I know her from. Um, but she was really good in this. Yeah, I know her from. I, I was introduced to her from uh, Scrubs. She was in Scrubs. Yeah, a lot of people end. were in Scrubs. But was it the episodes where JD wasn't really there? Because I didn't watch that season. It's like towards the end, before season nine. Mm. Like she was a uh, Ted's uh, girlfriend. Okay, Ted. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that was his girlfriend. Wow, good job. That's interesting because, like, Ted's characterization is, could be very similar to Martin Starr, other than being a cop and all. Ted would never be a cop. Was it her name? Is Kate. Kate and Messer. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, this episode, The Outside, how do you feel about it compared to the three that we already watched? I mean, I think autopsy for both of us still yeah. like pretty top tier, but and I don't see that going down. Maybe, no. maybe something will come out of left field or whatever. But that was a really. I think it's weird that one and two are like it's like the same episode in my head, but they're not. They're completely yeah. different. <laughs> um, honestly, it's the fourth. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just I not. It's so. it's not its own fault. It's not bad. It's just that. I think it's really good. It's just a downer, so you put it lower. Yeah. 
Like they're all downers, though. I don't know what about it made me sad. I think I just like Martin Starr because she much. killed Martin Starr. That's why. You're... Yeah, it's too much. It's he, too much. I I think maybe it just hit a little too close to home, where it's just like you're, the the supportive husband just gets stabbed in the the forehead mm. with a scalpel. I mean, we've all been there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that bad scalpel. Yeah. You know, it's something that we could have done for this, and we haven't been doing. What? The thing where you look at the title of the next one and try and guess what it's about. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done that. <laughs> I never would have got this. The outside. Well, they go outside. The outside yeah, it, get it, lost it, in the woods. It's a, it's a critique on COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, that would have been a good guess. Yeah, that's what it's it not really been. accurate, but that that's <laughs> what I would have. Not said. even close. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was good, you know. It just sucks. I think it this comes whole after... shows so good mm-hmm. that we know it that Netflix is never gonna renew it. I just I feel it in my bones. Of course, why would they? We're not gonna get Junji. We're not gonna get. Um... Junji is produced by Netflix. Junji Ito Maniac is a Netflix property. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, but. 13 weeks we spent watching that was on Netflix. Not my account. <laughs> uh, cabinets on Netflix. It deserves it. Just kidding, Netflix. I bought my own account and watched it separately. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, cabinets has the potential to be back just because it's an episodic thing. Every episode is different. But then that could... I don't know, man. Guillermo del Toro's name must get some views, but... yeah. They keep canceling everything good. Mm. Maybe next one will be like Guillermo del Toro's Cabin's of Curiosity and like they'll all be very gimmicky episodes and they'll have like tall girl episodes and other crossovers. Tall girl. <laughs> I can't remember what the other stuff Netflix produces is. It's like Stranger Things and then that's it. Because we don't watch it. <laughs> Nothing we're not interesting. In, we're not in the demographic and all the good ones go to Black Mirror anyway. Black Mirror, I should like more because it's just like this. But yeah. something about this seems special. It seems better. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Gilmo Latoro is just really like, hey, there's good directors out there that's they're not getting recognition, and they're really busting their ass to to get that. That's true. And like, given what you just said, we should probably say the director's name, right? <laughs> Anna Lily Amapur. Yeah. That was the person who did this one. And she did a great job. This was a very well-made episode. Written I was grossed out. Haley Boston. And based Haley on Z a, Boston. Yeah. Based on a short story by Emily Carroll. Mm. Yeah. All um, good stuff. All women. There we go. I did like... Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I didn't uh, know for a second either. <laughs> who better? Um, I did like the, the, the glow monster. The glow mannequin that just took over her body, like that yeah. whole abstract of it was pretty cool. It's that I it's, liked how we also yeah I like how we were second guessing the whole time too, yeah. with this glow monster that you're talking about. Like, is it real? Is it in her head? Mm-hmm. You know, our first thing was like, she's gonna go to work, and this idealized version of her is gonna fade away, and we're just gonna see her with like no skin or something yeah, weird something like that just crazy. walking around that's what i thought was gonna happen and it did and that's fine i just that's what i was expecting um 
I think what they did was probably better. I, I'd rather not just have it be torture, gore porn thing. Yeah. And they could have easily done that. They could have easily done, like, her having, like, that ending that we saw. But then it just cuts to her just drowned in the, the glow bath. Mm. Like, like, oh, okay, she probably just put that there herself and put herself in it. And she just probably drowned in it and died. And this is just a hallucination. They didn't. Uh, this they, what happened was real. So the, the the commercial dude, who's played by the dude from Legion, as Jumpy pointed out, mm-hmm. uh, he was correct. They said it. They said the the, the side effects to this is hallucinations, and she, we were like, she's hallucinating this guy talking to her. But her name's Kate Misusi, I think is the actress's name, but I can't pronounce her last name that way. <laughs> Me either. Uh, but they. Shocked it's not oats. <laughs> but they were correct. The The commercial was correct. They were like, keep going, don't stop. And she kept going and she didn't stop. And she was, they were correct. They were, she became this attractive woman to the level of the Stepford wives. I don't even know why she wanted to be involved with these people. They're just like weird co-workers. See, now you're starting to sound like Martin Starr. <laughs> I better stop or someone kills me. For <laughs> Max in the back. Asking too many questions? I don't know. Um, But, I mean, she says it. It's like you don't understand what it's like. As And I think you brought it up earlier. It's just like from her perspective, because she's never been attractive, she's never been included in this group of women or in any mm. kind of, like, age whether she was Which like young, doesn't happen with men, yeah. right? Like you could be an ugly guy and still be included in everything, but like to Martin Starr's point, is that it's not like ugly men have a line of women waiting for them. He he saw her, he saw through all that, and he's like, "This is the girl for me," you know. And he he thought she was beautiful. Like, yeah, he didn't care about any of those things. He, um. All those things that, that she thought were just not womanlike were things that attracted her. And I think the mo- the biggest part of that is that she never she was herself and she was real. And that's what um he was uh attracted, attracted to. to. Right. But I wanna know where it stopped working for her, where she went down this horrible path. Cause I thought she'd just, you know, really be there for her husband in the same way or like, you know, my husband's my best friend, etc. Mm-hmm. She never did that. She The entire time that we got to see her, she just kept spiraling, spiraling down this, I need to change, I'm not good enough path. Um, and he's part of the problem and he forgives these flaws that really, really matter. Like, I, I don't know what led her to this. I guess loneliness, but... She still had the audacity to run to him when she was scared. I just like I liked that. I don't know. I feel bad. It was the commercial warping her mind, you know. I think so. Yeah. She got brushed away by commercialism. And I'm sure like the the side effects of that cream also was just like mm-hmm. like you yeah, they probably said, Oh, I mean, you won't take advice from others or be yeah. rage filled the- some shit. The point of it being that she she got swept up in com- consumerism and like 
you know, beauty standards and all that. I get that that was the point they're making. I just couldn't help but get upset at her for not appreciating what she had. Because she also had like this really nice house that they tried to look, make it look shabby. But, you know, it's 2023. That's an amazing house that no one could afford if they didn't already own it. (laughs) Like It's pretty good. She should be appreciative of that house and her life and that she has a partner who actually likes her. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and they tried to make him look shitty too, because like you know he's he's eating like bagel bites or whatever, and yeah. he's sitting in front of the TV, but <laughs> he still shuts it off and stops all that when she needs him. I don't know. Yeah, like when he saw, he was just like, I put my, I'm putting my foot down on this, and she she played the you're not being supportive card, and he just had to be like, all right, well then, just don't go overboard with it, and she's like, fine. He tried to give her space, but then she started hurting herself. You can't. Yeah. Somebody who loves you wouldn't just sit back and let that happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like, I don't know. He, she was just so into her in her emotions, and it's probably a side of her he hasn't seen, because you know that invitation probably changed her perspective on a lot of things, and that he was just like, oh shit, like she's really into her emotions. I don't know how to how to maneuver this. I tried being there for her. I tried putting my foot down and telling him to stop. Nothing's working. And then he got an axe in the back. Yep. But like, I mean, the other part of this too is the commercial, right? Like commercialism, how a lot of people are just getting suckered into these like. um, Oh, one more thing in Martin start just like, you know, gushing over him, even though this is not him. It's some (laughs) character. He didn't, uh, even when she stabbed him in the friggin' forehead, Oh, yeah. He never pulled a gut on her. He never said a hateful word toward her. Yep. He just said he that. was just like, Oh man, this is bad. Get help. Like he trusted her still so completely. Yeah. Even when she axed him in the back, he's like, I just fell over. I <laughs> fell over. Like he doesn't he never accepted it. Yeah. Because he, like, oh, he like he loved her so much. He trusted her so much. Like, like that oh, that's can... that's what makes you sad. It's hmm? like, oh, we can get through this. It's just a, a scalpel in the forehead. It's not gonna kill me. I believe he would have tried. <laughs> so good of a guy he was. But. but I guess I guess he could see the the descent into madness she was going to. And it's like, how do you pull her out of that? And it's scary because it's a real thing. People will go through that. I, I mean, the biggest one is like what? And probably like it's not even that big. But Instagram, right? You get all these Instagram models that's just like, Destroying the self-esteems of, I don't know, who knows how many people. Because they, they want to look like that. And for whatever reason, they can't. Or they try to, or nothing's working. And then when they're Or it's impossible. You're looking at them through a filter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that's the thing. They're, they're, they, they have filters. They're, they know how to crop the photos. They know how to do this and man- manipulate that. you know, Just so that they could get the perfect photo. And it's, so, uh, yeah. it's easy to get sucked into that and thinking that you're not good enough because you're looking at all these people being the quote-unquote best version of themselves and you're like, damn, mm-hmm. I'm not the best version of myself. But, I mean, what does the best version of yourself look like? It doesn't have to be what your neighbor looks like. That was another thing, like mm-hmm. coveting coveting thy neighbor's stuff. I don't know. Like It's like one of those biblical things. <laughs> they You shouldn't want what other people have just be happy with what you have but like that was martin Starr's argument that 
it's not it's not the outside it's the inside right and then she she was tore her insides out (laughs) she was the best version of herself on the inside and she was losing that so that she could be the quote-unquote best version of herself on the outside how much of that are you willing to sacrifice and she just decided to taxidermy herself and become Mm -hmm. the most beautiful thing on the outside Something else for this director, Anna Lily Amapur. Um, the style and set design was really cool. I mean, I'm not 100% on how much the director has control over that, but I'm just going to give it give credit to her because that was really cool. I like the timeless vibe that they went for, yeah. where it's like, you know, it's modern times, but it feels like maybe it's in the 80s, but maybe it's not because there's technology. It's like an in-between, and I always like that feeling. Because um, hmm. my favorite TV show ever, Batman the Animated Series, had a similar idea where they, they it, it could have been set in 1950 hmm. or 1999. Like, it could have been any time period between that because they tried to go for this timeless feel. Yeah, they, all the villains had, like, Tommy guns, but the they all had, like, phones. Cell phones, yeah. <laughs> And they drive really old cars, but then, like, you know, there'd be certain technologies that weren't available back then. <laughs> like plane, like jet planes and all this other stuff. Yeah. But, so then, would you consider, like, a horror genre just constant awkwardness and teases of embarrassment? Because I was yeah, holding I mean, on to my seat. Like, that was, like... Like I was this was movie. a different type of horror. It wasn't like right in your face axe murderer, even though she became an axe murderer. <laughs> um, it was more just like unhinged. Cringe. <laughs> cringe, yeah. A lot like hereditary. <laughs> like, uh, But also not, not in any way. But like, like the idea of like being uncomfortable. Like watching. That's the uh, horrific part. Elle's first day at school in this latest season of Stranger Things. That was uncomfortable. <laughs> that was uncomfortable more from just like, I mean, we shouldn't be talking about Stranger Things now, but what the hell, Mike? <laughs> you just, you defend her. We already talked about this when we yeah. talked about Stranger Things, but him not defending her at school was disgusting because she was super there for him when the roles were reversed. My- He's such a douche in the in the later seasons. I mean, the bullies were just so fucking like over the top. Oh my god, she's gonna cry over her dead dad. Oh, what a loser. That is some Stephen King children right there. <laughs> but I'm talking about like when she tried to use her powers as she couldn't use it. That was embarrassing. Yeah. I hated that. Just, that made me so sad. I was like like out of the hour, forty five minutes was just like that scene of this like cringy, like, oh shit, is something embarrassing gonna happen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I would have preferred for her <laughs> powers to activate and her just like go to jail for killing her yeah. or what I saw happen. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I, but yeah, this this was a cringe episode because, you know, our was it? A, I forget what that's called when you feel embarrassment for somebody that's like on TV. Um, there's a certain I can't remember. But like the um but yeah, that that's what this episode was. And a lot of that, like, I don't want to watch because you think something embarrassing is going to happen or awkward and you feel bad for the character. But it doesn't happen. And she actually ends up becoming beautiful. 
And then you see her cry for help to the audience at the end. Like, what the fuck did I just do? Did she end up becoming beautiful or did she end up becoming ugly? Both. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no more else is there to talk about, Jumbi. So. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. With all that being said, any last words? Beauty is only skin deep, which is why you should use aloe glow. <laughs> Beauty is only skin deep indeed. And with that, we conclude another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen Podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a like, subscribe, follow, anything that shows that you love us because we love you too. Always. You understand? All right? You're a beautiful person on the inside and outside. Just be yourself.